Hello and welcome to Coach Rich Rants, real takes, raw feedback, unedited and unscripted views of what's happening in youth sports, in soccer, both in the U.S. and in my local community. I will be bringing to you different takes from the perspective of either a parent of an athlete, of a player, of a coach, or as a club director and administrator. Having worn every one of those hats, I'll try to bring to you these takes from each of those perspectives. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Coach Rich Rants. As promised, today's topic is about multi-sport versus sport specialization. I want to give a little bit of a background on a couple of things and share with you some of the, the pros and cons of each approach. Uh, first thing I want to do is give a background that as a uh, coach, I was also a longtime athlete and I was, in fact, a multi-sport athlete in high school, in college, and even as an adult in recreational, you know, beer leagues and in recreational and amateur leagues, uh, I played multiple sports, basketball league. I was on a tennis team. I played softball, soccer, flag football. So I did a number of extracurricular and still do play um, sports as an adult. Uh, and they're multiple sports because I grew up playing multiple sports. And I did more than one uh one sport per season at times as well through high school. So during the tennis season, for example, I also ran qualifying meets in track for my first couple of years in high school. Uh, during tennis season, I also played on an outdoor soccer team, which was different because club sports weren't year round back then. And during the fall or during the winter wrestling season, I also played on a uh, team tennis indoors. So there were sports that happened throughout the year, but not on a club basis back when I went to high school. So as a parent or as an athlete myself, I see a lot of benefit in multiple sports because it's easy to, if you've played multiple sports, when you pick up a new sport or activity, it's very easy for some people and like me to pick up another sport and immediately be at least, I guess, um, passable, right? So you can at least be somewhat competent at a new sport because the mobility that you get, as well as the dexterity that you get and the motor skills that are acquired from participating in multiple different types of sports will allow for kind of an ease of introduction into new sports. So there's the benefit of that. And so the other benefit of multiple sports for the athlete is that it does break up some of the monotony of the same sport all of the time, some of the training all of the time, but there's also drawbacks to it. So the benefits are that you can, if you play a sport like soccer, for instance, which is where I spend the most of my time coaching, kids really struggle these days um, with judging the balls that are flighted or in the air. And I see that the, of the players that I've coached, any kid under the age of 16, it seems, struggles with, that's boy or girl, struggles with judging a ball in the air, receiving a ball out of the air. And, and it's probably likely because those are the kids that when they were 9 or 10, that is when multiple sports became a thing of the past and specialization became really in vogue. And it came in vogue during the 2010 World Cup there was a lot of pundits that said for the U.S. to ever get really relevant in the world soccer stage, 
these kids need to stop doing so many different sports and focus on one sport. Whole, the whole Malcolm Gladwell outliers and the 10,000 hours to create mastery. A lot of people that were saying to be masterful is something you've got to dedicate the time to it. And the only way that the U.S. will be relevant is if they change to play soccer on a year-round basis and they focus only on soccer and less other sports. And so there was a big push at that time, around the time of 2010, to become a single sport athlete. What I always say to the players and the parents that I speak with about how they're progressing in soccer is that it's very difficult to really tell a child's true athletic potential until they hit puberty. You get a glimpse of what's possible, but if a child gets by by being really big and really fast when they're younger, but they are all and are a little bit early compared to the, their peers, whether that's a boy or a girl, Sometime when everyone else hits puberty or goes through that development, they might get caught up to and even surpassed. So it's very difficult to predict long-term success for someone that has early success. And it's also very difficult to discount someone who may be small in stature, a younger in the birth year um, player, or someone that's a late bloomer to completely write them off as not having the ability to become an elite athlete or an elite player because they haven't yet hit their physical and emotional maturity. So to be able to pick a sport at a young age before that happens is a bit of a detriment and a risk because you never really know what that what could happen with that athlete. Now, I will also tell you that as a multi-sport athlete myself, my kids are both single sport athletes. My son at that time in 2010, when he was about eight years old or nine years old, decided that he wanted to focus only on soccer. At the time, he was playing basketball. He was playing baseball. He was playing flag football. And he was a very good athlete at pretty much every sport, had very good hand-eye coordination, but really, really loved soccer and wanted to focus on soccer. So as a result, he is focused year-round on soccer from about the age of, from about 2010, which put him about eight or nine years old. He now plays in the U.S. Development Academy system. He's a very good soccer player, and but he's also a good athlete and is, you know, does fine at other sports naturally just because he's a good athlete. My daughter is also a single sport athlete, and she's a gymnast. So she didn't do t-ball. She didn't do baseball. She didn't do softball. She did soccer until she was about seven or eight years old and retired in favor of competitive gymnastics. She's now currently a level 10 gymnast. She um, is a state all-around champion at level nine, and she's done very well in her chosen sport, but that is a sport where you really can't do any other sport. So both of my kids have had success being single sport athletes, but I would venture to say that at least my son would probably do well in other sports. He was the one who chose the single sport and I supported it, um, you know, even though I was a multi-sport athlete myself. So what I will also tell you is that around that same time, 2010, club sports became bigger and bigger and bigger. And it may have come bigger and bigger and bigger for me because I was involved in it in a deeper level because of my children and because I was a coach and an administrator but the club sport scene, AAU baseball, was really taking off in my area. 
soccer was really taking off in my area. Um, lacrosse was just starting to come onto the scene about eight or 10 years ago. And that was also the same time where single sports, sports specialization became popular. So it was a natural thing for coaches and club administrators and directors to advocate for sports specialization because club sports was became a year-round venture and there was more and more available to players in a single sport than there ever had been before. So logistically, competing in more than one sport at a club level is nearly impossible. So what happens is for those kids that play multiple sports, they typically pick a primary sport and then they may pick a secondary sport through school or at a recreational but not club level and then focus and dedicate on their club sport. So about two years ago or so, there was an article about how all of Urban Meyer's top athletes for Ohio State were multiple sport athletes and there was something to be said for that. And so for me, I am going to stop that argument very quickly because those athletes that play football for Ohio State that are in fact multiple sport athletes would be the best athlete on any field or any playground or any court for any sport that they try to endeavor. It could be something they never saw before in their life and could walk on that court and likely be one of the best because they are the top 1% in terms of their athletic potential. The majority of the people, I would say 99.9% .9 of the people that will ever listen to my podcast, all five of you, and the majority of the kids that participate in youth sports, 99%, are not in that top 1%. Therefore, that argument that, gee, look at Urban Meyer's athletes at Ohio State on his national champion football team, they're all multiple sport athletes. That means that everyone else should be a multiple sport athlete. That is something that I completely disagree with because they're good enough athletes that they can be expert at their craft by not dedicating all of their waking hours to their sport. But for the majority of the population in the United States that plays athletics, for them to be really competent at a given endeavor or a given activity, and that goes for art, music, and other specialties, that the focus and the emphasis has to be on that primary vocation or else they won't get the benefit or the potential that they may realize. So that's on sports performance. Let's talk about injury prevention. Now, a multi-sport athlete, in most cases, will use different muscle groups in different parts of their body, thereby creating stabilizer muscle competency because of a different sport and different body movements. They will also provide needed rest for some of the main muscle groups or the main ligaments and joints that are involved in a sport that they do on a primary basis. So that secondary activity provides relief, provides rest, provides different muscle movement, different patterns of motion that will then hopefully create less of an impact or less of an injury. 
And there was a study by the NFSH, which is the National Federation of High School Sports, two years ago in 2016, that came out and did a study in Wisconsin with the University of Wisconsin medical staff around this propensity for injury for single sport versus multi-sport. And I will have to say that I read the document a couple times and it was not too favorable, even in the tone of the writing towards club athletics or specialty sports. And yes, the sample size was relatively large. And yes, the stats were stats. But I will say this. There are some kids that are multi-sport athletes that are that have injuries that I've seen. And it's not because they're doing multiple sports. It's because of the pure workload on their body. They are playing multiple sports. They are not getting the rest. They are not getting the break during the critical growing years. And if they play a club sport on top of other multiple sports... The schedule that they endure is what is causing the injury. Now, when you say that a single sport athlete is getting injured, and when the study says that a single sport athlete gets injured because of the repetitive motion and its overuse, I will say this. Yes, it's absolutely overuse, but I will not say that it's overuse because it's the same sport. The overuse that happens in this country, and in particular in my area, is not because they're focusing on one sport. It's because they're over-scheduling themselves. And let me give you a quick example. Just yesterday, Sunday, the 14th of October in the year 2018, I was doing and conducting a specialty training program. At the conclusion of the program, a mother of an athlete that I trained in the summer walked up to me to say hello and told me that, hey, too bad we couldn't do it in the fall. She misses your training. But between school soccer, club soccer, and get this, travel soccer, so she plays on the recreational travel, she plays in a club, and she plays middle school soccer, she just doesn't have the time to do my programs. But in the winter... She should have more time, and she always focuses her time in the winter to do my training because she enjoys it so much, so she and her friend are going to do it. But we have to wait and see because she's on two indoor teams, and she's trying to get onto a futsal team. So once we see what that schedule is, we'll know for sure if she can participate. So, so, So play that out. She plays a club sport, which is soccer, which trains two times a week. She then plays on two indoor games, two indoor teams, which is a minimum of two games a week, sometimes three to four. If she finds futsal, she likely have another game and even a training session. And if she does my program, that's another activity. So she might have up to three activities with her club team, one activity in specialty training. So that's four. Two indoor games at least. That's five, six, and futsal would be seven seven soccer-related activities in the course of the winter. What day does she get to rest? The answer to that is she doesn't. So these kids are getting injured because they're being overscheduled in the same sport. It's not necessarily that it's the same sport, in my opinion. It is that they are overscheduled. I remember two years ago on a Saturday night event, a nine-year-old boy told me that that was his sixth soccer activity of the day of the day. That overuse is just overuse, period. And it's overscheduling, which is leading to overuse, which is leading to injury. 
There's also much more awareness of overuse type injuries in sports than there ever have been. So we're more acutely aware of what we used to call growing pains. So growing pains in our knees and growing pains in our ankles and our heels. That's called today in the knees, Oshkosh Slaughter's disease and in the heels, Seavers disease, which is when the bones are growing and you get inflammation of the growth plates because of the amount of repetitive use. That is happening more and more today than ever before because the kids are not getting the adequate rest. Whether or not they're a multi-sport athlete or a single sport athlete, the injury rate is likely directly related to the amount of activity and not necessarily the type of activity. And I would say that single sport athletes by and large seem to, from what I gather, participate in way more activity in their single sport than a multi-sport athlete does overall. So that speaks to the injury and the safety. Now let's talk about the social and or mental aspect of multi-sport during single sport. There will be pressure from a coach or an administrator about missing whatever sport they choose to miss. So whether it's in season, out of season, whatever you want to call it, at some point the schedules are going to collide. There's going to be pressure from the club organization for the players to be missing. And there's going to be challenges from the school system or the other sport that is in conflict. And that's where, from a mental strain perspective, it gets to be difficult because it's stress. Also becomes a stress with their teammates when they're not there at an activity or an event. And it also could potentially set back the athlete because they missed something that may have been valuable that was either in the repetition of the activity or it could have been in the actual learning that was happening about the sport itself or set plays or things like that where it will, in fact, potentially cause a challenge because of what has been missed. Add to that the strain on the parents and the need to make a decision between which event is going to be missed and which isn't, and then to have to deal with and justify the decision that was made in what they consider to be in the best interest of their child. Add to that the strain and the stress of just the schedule alone in terms of managing multiple activities and multiple schedules with multiple organizations. That for a parent is very difficult and forget about the cost associated with all of that because there's so much excess for every single activity that happens that everything and everyone seems to be doing more and more and more different activities to help them to achieve at their given endeavor or their given sport. When you add to that, now that you're in multiple sports, that pressure applies across those multiple sports because you have to remember that there will be people that you compete against that are in fact single sport athletes in that sport, which happens to be someone else's. So that is where the mental and social aspect of it becomes a difficult challenge for the athlete and for the parent. And then for the club and the club director or the coach to continuously be trying to manage players who are not there 
planning training schedules, planning a curriculum whereby you build in fitness, you build in tactics, you build in technical, and you build in the rest that is required for a year-round sport. And those athletes that participate in other sports or other activities miss out on the rest that's scheduled into the curriculum, which further increases the propensity for injury. On top of that, the clubs for the club sport, the school organization or what have you, rents a facility, rents gym space, rents fields, and does that because they plan to have athletes participate and to get the value out of the investment, they need to have participation. But frequently have players out or missing because of the conflicts with other sports or other activities. So that is where, from a club perspective, it becomes a challenge. So the multi-sport athletes, from a strain on everybody involved, whether it's injury or health or risk, is high. It's high to the coaches and the administrators and the directors to lose athletes. It's high to the athlete themselves, whether it's because they're doing multiple sports and they're just not getting the rest. The same can be said for a single sport only because of the overscheduling. And it's more of an overscheduling issue, I believe, than, than anything else or as much as. And then it's a strain socially and mentally because of the amount of, you know, the decision making and then the pressure to make every activity and every event. So that's where the multi-sport athlete, the drawback on the mental side. Now, the positive on the multi-sport versus the single sport is this. There's a different parent group. There's a different group of teammates a different group of coaches which are also often mentors for these athletes. A different voice, a different look, a different view, a different parent group, a different social group, and a nice break sometimes from the same group of people all of the time. And I believe that there's something to be said for that. It creates a more rounded social calendar and social schedule for that single sport athlete or for that multi-sport athlete than the single sport athlete. And even though it may water down a bit, they're focused on one sport during another sports season when they may be doing more than one sport at a time. I also think it's a benefit to the parent in that, or in that environment. That parent of the multi-sport athlete has the opportunity to interact with a different group of parents and a different group of adults and a different social group, which has its own benefit as well. It's a different perspective, different experiences. So it could be more of the same crazy sports parent in a different sport, but it's a different experience, which could be beneficial. So at the end of the day, there's a tremendous amount of benefit in multiple sports versus single sports. But there's also some drawbacks in multiple sports versus single sports. So after all of this is said and done, my recommendation to anyone who's got a child 
who has an endeavor to do more than one sport is to allow them to participate in as many sports as they can, as long as they can, provided that it isn't such a burden to the overall schedule that they aren't able to grow properly because they aren't getting the rest that they need. And until they get injured, they're not going to have any downtime. So if you can manage their schedule, whether it's a single sport or a multi-sport, encourage your children to do multiple sports so that they also cut down on the amount of burnout and pressure to win at the same sport all of the time. But then to be in multiple sports, you may have that same pressure to win at each of those sports. So that part of it is just part of life and learning how to win and learning how to lose. And doing it across multiple sports means that you're going to learn how to have success and you're going to learn to have failure across multiple endeavors in your life. So that, I think, is a positive as well. But also know that the pressure of multiple sports is not diminished just because you're in more than one sport as it is in a single sport in this day and age. The schedule of a multi-sport athlete is not going to be any less burdensome than the schedule of a single sport athlete. And the expectation and the level of commitment required to succeed in multiple sports is no different than it is in single sports. So the times have changed, the amount of access, the amount of programming that these athletes have in one sport, two sports, three sports, or regardless, is much different than it ever was before. And it's much more of a challenge to do more than one sport in today's age. And the pure correlation between injury risk in single sport versus multi-sport is something that I still will challenge statistics or not, because I truly believe that that injury risk is not because of overuse from doing a single activity. It is because the overuse of the overschedule and not because it's a single sport. It's because there's so much scheduling of a single sport as much, if not more than the fact that it just happens to be one sport. So that's what my take is today. I hope that you enjoy it. Feel free to share it. I'm sure that there are going to be different opinions, and I appreciate and look forward to hearing what they are. So feel free to like and subscribe and share this episode with anyone that you think may be interested. And thank you for tuning in to Coach Race Rants. Have a great day. So that is where the mental and social aspect of it becomes a difficult challenge for the athlete and for the parent. And then for the club and the club director or the coach to continuously be trying to manage players who are not there, planning training schedules, planning a curriculum whereby you build in fitness, you build in tactics, you build in technical, and you build in the rest that is required for a year-round sport. And those athletes that participate in other sports or other activities miss out on the rest that's scheduled into the curriculum, which further increases the propensity for injury. On top of that, the clubs for the club sport, the school organization or what have you, rents a facility, rents gym space, rents fields, and does that because they plan to have athletes participate and to get the value 
out of the investment, they need to have participation. But frequently have players out or missing because of the conflicts with other sports or other activities. So that is where, from a club perspective, it becomes a challenge. So the multi-sport athletes, from a strain on everybody involved, whether it's injury or health or risk, is high. It's high to the coaches and the administrators and the directors to lose athletes. It's high to the athletes themselves, whether it's because they're doing multiple sports and they're just not getting the rest. The same can be said for a single sport only because of the overscheduling. And it's more of an overscheduling issue, I believe, than, than anything else or as much as. And then it's a strain socially and mentally because of the amount of, you know, the decision making and then the pressure to make every activity and every event. So that's where the multi-sport athlete, the drawback on the mental side. Now, the positive on the multi-sport versus the single sport is this. There's a different parent group. There's a different group of teammates, a different group of coaches, which are also often mentors for these athletes. A different voice, a different look, a different view, a different parent group a different social group, and a nice break sometimes from the same group of people all of the time. And I believe that there's something to be said for that. It creates a more rounded social calendar and social schedule for that single sport athlete or for that multi-sport athlete than the single sport athlete. 